if we can turn our mics on so we can talk. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good morning, America. Right, right. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome <laughs> to another Monday Motivation MLK style. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, Tell sir. Blessings to all those that are home, uh, still uh, wiping the cold from your eyes, uh, waking up. Uh, if you're on the prayer line this morning, you're already awake. Uh, I know you probably tried to go back to sleep, but no, stay up uh, <laughs> and roll with us. God bless. Uh, share this now. Share it now. Let them know that we're on. Um, let them know that Monday motivation is going. Our host, Kavon Smith, I'm the co-host. We in here. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here live, live at Sure Foundation. Come holler at us. If you see the alert for this, please tune in. Please stay on with us and share with somebody. You guys are going to receive some good nuggets, so why not share the goodness with others? Sharing is caring. So we're going to give you a couple of minutes to jump in. I see people are jumping in and out. So I'll be sending the invites. Come join us. Come join us. Come join us. We are on. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so we're going to take a minute and then we're going to pray. Um, uh Man, Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King Day. Um, we're going to probably ask you guys to chime in and give some of your, uh, um, um, any memories you have from this particular day. I know a lot of people go to the Marade. Uh, hey. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Tim. Up early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Find me another <laughs> So happy M L K. Yeah. All right, y'all. So we're gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pray us in and we'll just start with some some interesting stuff. I right, so go ahead and pray. Dear Holy Father, Lord, we thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for this day, Lord, this morning that you blessed us with, Lord. Even though it's cold and snowy outside, Lord, we're still thankful um that we can be able to uh, feel to touch and to uh, be a part of this lord and we're just thankful lord uh for your presence and your grace lord that is present with us lord each and every moment of our lives lord we thank you for the new mercies that you blessed us with this morning lord uh the strength the endurance lord to be able to wake up and to go on about our day lord some of us are able to rest uh for the day lord and there are others who are still working lord that still have their their daily jobs that they have to go to, Lord. So we thank you, for Lord, uh, for just being with us all, Lord. Uh, Father God, we just ask that you can uh, continue to be with us, Lord, and be us with your presence, Lord. And we just ask that you can uh, fill us up with the Holy Spirit, Lord, to be able to speak the words of you, Lord, and to be able to align our words and our actions with the will of God this morning, Lord. Father God, we just ask for uh, a clarity of thoughts, Lord, clarity in our minds, Lord, to be able to... Uh, uh, to know what it is that you want us to encourage 
your children with, Lord, and to be able to hear from you clearly. And Father God, we just ask for uh, open hearts, Lord, open hearts and open minds, Lord, this morning that are willing to receive your word, Lord, whether that's a small seed or if we're watering a seed that you've already planted, Lord. Father God, we just ask that uh, there may be open, receptive, yielding hearts to you, Father God. And Lord, we just ask that you can uh, bless the stream, Lord, allow many people to hear your message, Lord, and to be a part of uh, uh, the movement of the spirit that um, that is just working right now, Lord. And so we just ask all these things in the name of Jesus and we pray. Amen. 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 For those that just joined us, please, please chime in. Let us know uh, where you're watching from. Um, who's on, who's at, who's in say, good morning. Happy MLK day. Happy MLK day. Um, let us know if you're going to the Marade and what you're going to be doing. I know some of uh, our members are going to be out there in the, uh, uh, in the Marade step team, part of the step team. And so they're going to be out there. Um, so good morning, good CC. Morning, what's CC. going on? Amen. Uh, so if you're, you're chiming in. Yes, please say good morning and share this with right now. Share this with your timeline. Share this uh, with uh, someone uh, that is uh, up with you and tell them, hey, good morning. Monday motivation is on. Monday motivation is good on. Good morning. Good morning. Janine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so where do we want to start? Where do we want to start? Uh since it's Martin Luther King Day, I'm going to give you all some Martin Luther King facts. Yes, yes. All righty. <clears throat> I hope I can sound like uh, Deacon Tim. <laughs> On November 2nd, 1983, uh, President Ronald Reagan signed the King Holiday Bill uh, into law, designating the third Monday in January a federal holiday in observance uh, of civil rights leader Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the legislation to recognize Martin Luther King Day uh, was first introduced just four days after his assassination on April 4th, 1968. Still, it would take 15 years of persistence by the civil rights activists for the holiday to be approved by federal government and an additional 17 years for it to be recognized in all 50 states. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um. Today, it is the only federal holiday designated as a national day of service to encourage all Americans to volunteer and improve their communities. Man. Um, another fact. In 1979, on the 50th anniversary of King's birth, the bill finally came to a vote in the House. However, even with a petition of 300,000 signatures in support, the backing of uh, President Jimmy Carter, and the testimonials from King's widow, Coretta Scott King, the uh, bill was still rejected by five votes in the House. Man, that is insane. You have testimonials, you got support from the president, and you got 300,000 signatures. And you still get rejected. Man, this one was an interesting one. Um, even though it, it failed to pass the House, uh, public support for the bill continued to grow in no small part due to musician Stevie Wonder. 
um the motown singer and songwriter his album in his album in 1980 hotter than july mm. featured a song happy birthday which serves as an ode to king's vision and a rally cry for recognition of his achievements with a national holiday nice that's awesome oh, cc thanks for starting it off please post your favorite martin luther king posts your favorite martin luther king quotes sorry uh this is her favorite uh, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Amen. Yes, post your favorite Martin Luther King po uh, quotes. Yeah. yeah. I like it. <clears throat> Shout out to my man, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. I like it. This is pretty cool. What What, what are some memorable moments that you've had on Martin Luther King Day? Martin Luther King Day, um, I don't know if there's memorable moments with the day. Um, being a, a pastor, being a preacher, a teacher, what I have always done is gone back and looked at his sermons. Mm. And one of Martin Luther King's sermons that is my favorite, um, and it's, it's, um, it's funny because it's in February. It's February 11th, 1962. Uh, the sermon was called A Knock at Midnight. And uh, powerful, man, powerful. I sat, I've watched, probably watched this message over and over and over Is again. Is that the one uh, with the phone ringing? <clears throat> uh, basically, um, he's, he's talking about, you know, your neighbor coming um, at a time where it's, it's uncomfortable uh, that you're not expecting this knock and having to help somebody in an, in, in, in an inconvenient situation. Yeah. And so a lot of people forget that he was actually a preacher. They think, about his, they think about his sermon, they think about his speeches, but not his sermons. And so knock at midnight um, was one of my uh, favorite. Um, and then there's another one um, <clears throat> where we get that, that quote, I'm black and I'm proud. It actually comes from one of his sermons, not from one of his speeches, mm. you know, so it comes from a sermon, not a speech. Uh, most people know that I have, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 I have a dream speech, but I would challenge you to go and check out some of his sermons. Um, he actually was a great, uh, preacher as well as a speaker. Good morning, Ophiel. Good morning. Good morning. And if you're on. Say good morning so that we know you're on and then post your favorite Martin Luther King quote. Post your favorite Martin Luther King your quote. Favorite. What's yours? Uh, um, you kind of put me on the spot for my memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll pull mine up so I can quote it right. <laughs> uh, there was, I remember I went to this conference and uh, it was, I want to say it was one of his sermons or a speech, but I, I want to say it was a sermon. And uh, he was talking about uh, this telephone, right, that he was sitting at his table and uh, the table has some significance because it was a table that his father and his father's father had. And on this table, he sat a phone down. And, um, you know, back in the old days where, you know, I had to, the rotator numbers on it, um, you know, it, it was that type of phone. And he said that uh, there were some times where he would receive threats on mm -hmm. that same phone and he would receive, you know, 
yeah. unencouraging, you know, messages from even people in his own community telling him, hey, that stuff is not going to work or this stuff is dangerous or, you know, you need to stop what you're doing because, you know, this whatever, right? It's not going to work out. And um, he was saying that uh, often, you know, he's tempted to not answer the call, right? Mm. And he said that it's our duty to answer the call, right? Whenever you get a phone call, you're supposed to answer it, right? And it doesn't matter on who's on the receiving end, but you're supposed to answer the call because um, he said that uh, he met God um, on one of those moments, right? Um, From that same table in that same position, seeing his father there and then answering that phone, him leading his own family, and he answered the phone. He answered the call, which led to, you know, the the uh, the first movements that he had, you know, uh, becoming a, 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 well, I think first it was a bishop and then later recognized uh, as a reverend um, and then starting his movements into, uh, you know, peaceful uh, stances and protests uh, to the racial injustice. So um, that was my favorite teaching from him i don't remember a quote but i just remember the teaching of answer the call and that's been like stuck with me for years because it's like um to be able to and good morning kenji we see you live from orlando yeah you see the little sunshine you see throwing shade at us man man. what you doing bro we in a a halfway (laughs) blizzard and you just enjoying that sunshine it's probably all hot and humid sorry no um but yeah no that, that was definitely my favorite teaching from martin luther king yeah, definitely. And chime in if you're on. Um, let us know where you're at, what's going on. Uh, good morning. Good morning. And then share this. Share this on your uh, timeline. Share this with your friends. Let them know Monday Motivation is on. Are we on um, mine always has been. Um, and I guess, you know, knowing where and when is, is important too. Martin Luther King Jr. said these words at a speech in Detroit on June 23rd, uh, 1963, which is um, over 10 years before I was even born. Okay? <laughs> he said, if a man hasn't discovered something that he's willing to die for, he isn't fit to live. Mm. That one, man, it, it's it, for me, get you. you know, a lot of people are like, why is that? Because I feel like that is, you know, especially as a Christian, you know, if and I said this, I think I said this yesterday, or I say it a lot, so I don't know when I said it, but, you know, you can't threaten a person with death if they're willing to die. Mm. You can't threaten a person with taking everything from them if they're already willing to give it up. You know, you can't threaten a person with these things if they say, you know what, for God I live, for God I die, Mm. that I'm giving it all for Jesus. I'm going all the way for Jesus. And so, you know, when you make that commitment to follow Christ, you're making that commitment to die to your old life mm. and to live this new life in Christ. The Bible says in Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. New old creation. things have passed away. Old things have passed and away. behold, yeah. <laughs> all things have become <laughs> new. I was like, man, what what just happened? <laughs> old things, yeah. Every, all things have become new. And so, yeah, living for Christ, 
this is really an inspiration for me in living for Christ. I know he was, you know, talking about the movement, you know, and, 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 and fighting for equality, fighting for opportunities. But yeah, that, that was a big one. All right. Cece's got a nice, interesting fact. Oh, man, she's on it this morning. Interesting fact, the family of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. sued the U.S. government yes, for did. his assassination and his family won. Wow. Amen. I did Amen. not know that. Amen. Yeah. Hey, man, if y'all got some facts, throw them out there, yeah, man. Please. That was good. You know, I actually heard about that. Um, and so thank you for bringing it out. Good morning. If you're just joining us, say good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what's your favorite Martin Luther King quote? Or as Kavan said, teaching, or maybe you listen to like me some of his sermons. You know, what's the title of you know favorite sermon? Or a fun fact, a fact that you know. Now I know you could probably run and Google something real quick, but no, something that you know that you're familiar with. You know that you would like to share on this uh, uh, Monday motivation. Oh man, what's going on, Jeremiah? Oh, wow. Man, that's my guy, man. Are you are you still in Colorado? Are you because uh man it seems like i haven't seen you in a long time you might have moved out of state or something god bless you and good morning happy mlk day to you brother uh god bless and uh and i saw you called that uh uh and and no disrespect to the cowboy fans but uh jeremiah called that they would be upset by the packers <laughs> Damn. yes he did actually <laughs> oh, so well. give me your martin luther king quotes uh yes you still sing oh the brother man and he teaches music too man uh he's got like a perfect pitch man that that brother knows harmonies man man i still i still need your help man i still need you to come over and get us right brother <laughs> amen what's your favorite martin luther king quote teaching moment um, you know, uh, in Colorado, the Moraid is, is really a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, um, uh, pastor TC is not on here, but I know his father, uh, got to walk with King and all those guys in those days, you know, part of civil rights and, uh, Deacon Tim, he's got to have some memories, um, from, uh, the Moraids and the, and the things that have been going on, um, in Colorado, because in Colorado, the Moraid is a, is a big it a big, a big deal, deal. Yeah. big deal. Uh, so if you're on, I want to say good morning. God bless you. Share your uh, favorite Martin Luther King quotes, teachings, sermons, moments from uh, the Marae. We're going to start recapping our, our weekend and our schedule. Actually, we're going to start with uh, men's group on Thursday. Uh this dude right here taught on Thursday, uh, and he focused in on making uh, 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 with a, a really great analogy that he started out with, and he put everybody to work on uh, a farm, and uh, you know had us all with our own roles in making sure that uh, the, the, the plants grow or the harvest comes. So everybody had a part. I think Tim was the foreman. He was overseeing everything and making, <laughs> making sure that, you know, uh, stuff was right. Um, uh, you had some, some planting, some watering, some, you know, doing different things. Uh, and, and so we went into uh, men's group, uh, wondering, okay, where's this all going? <laughs> um, 
So what was your what was your focus yeah. in men's group? What was the the goal that you were uh, pursuing? Yeah, we were. Uh, I did start off with this analogy, um, and I had my man Ernest. If you're on here, what's up? What's up? If you see it later. Um, but uh, just this analogy that uh, you know sometimes we have our objects that we'd like to carry around and um Ernest in this uh scenario had a bucket with holes in it and his job was to uh get some water and go water the the field and uh oh let me take a pause on that so yeah 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 we got a nice so, one there yeah we got Tim saying that uh he went on some of the early marches in Denver yeah we like it we like it awesome 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 and then Kenji, he posted a quote. All right. <clears throat> I believe that the unharmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. This is this is why right um, temporarily defeated is stronger than evil triumph. Uh, Nobel Peace Prize acceptance speech. Wow. How do you pronounce it? Oslo. Oslo, Oslo or Oslo? Oslo, Oslo Norway. 1964. Like wow. That's awesome. Unarmed truth. Wow. Unharmed? You said unharmed, but it's unarmed. It's okay. <laughs> we know what you meant. <laughs> no. Um, thanks for uh, putting that quote up there. If you have any Martin Luther King quotes, please uh, put them up in the comments. We'll post them. Teachings, moments from um, the marches, the marades. Uh, post those up there and make sure you're sharing this, letting people know that we are on. Share this with your timeline. Share this with your friends. Let them know Monday Motivation's on. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Kenji. Good morning, Brenda. We see you. Thank you for hopping on with us. Uh, and then, oh, no. Doing this with my left hand. So hey, I'm man, gonna... you got to be uh, ambidextrous. <laughs> <laughs> Often the clan would uh would be at the capital screaming and uh screaming at us to go home. Wow. See, I I don't think any of us have ever faced any type of persecution to that level, yeah. whether for our faith or for some cause where someone's literally screaming at us, right. you know, throwing stuff at us, wanting to harm us. You know, so Tim, that's an experience, man, that exactly. I feel like it would just strengthen your faith. Like, right, man, if I'm willing to stand for this. As we were talking about, well, I won't get into that. Uh, if I, you know that, you know, man, I mean, that's a definite, it's a definite powerful moment. He's getting ahead of himself. Yeah, man, I was getting ready to get into the message. <laughs> like we're not in the message yet. Yeah, we're, we're gonna make it there. We'll get there. We'll All get right. There. Um, and so yeah, just that men's group to cut it short a tad bit, right? We talked about um, we were coming out of Jeremiah two, um, and just how the children of Israel where they were doing their own thing they were worshiping idol gods and then god is like giving this recount right he's he's saying hey don't you remember the time where i saved you guys and i brought you out of the wilderness and i brought you to this land that was fertile uh it had everything that you needed and we were together we were tight we we're like this and then all of a sudden you just start acting out and then you start doing your own thing you started getting your own gods and creating your own gods for you and so just kind of uh looking at that and we kind of talked about how 
um, in life, our hearts and our hearts desires create idols for us, right? Um, where we our focus and our attention and our actions and our thoughts are revolving around the desires that are in our hearts. And these things don't necessarily line up with the will of God. Right. And that leads us to uh, uh, this whole rabbit trail of doing things in the name of you can achieve or your own ambitious ambitions. Right. And so we kind of talked about that, looking at some of the things in our own lives that we've allowed to become idols, um, either in this present day or uh, from the past. Right. Um, I shared a story where. You know, I feel like athletes do this all the time. But for me specifically, um, you know, I wanted sports to be my way to get into college. And so um, I revolved everything about me around, you know, sports, right, whether that was basketball or football or even track um, when I did it. Um, so just my training, my regimen, what time I wake up, what I was eating, how I was eating, right, uh, making sure I can eat with my left hand. Um uh, making sure that uh, I can do certain things that would help translate on the court or on the field or on the track, right? And so how taking that goal, that ambition, right? Not saying that trying to be uh, uh, intentional about your way to college is a worldly thing, but um, it depends on your heart posture with that. And so it's just like, for me, just understanding that I was revolving everything around that goal and I wasn't, you know, talking to God. I wasn't thinking about God. I wasn't that that was taking me away from my focus with God. Right. And so that became an idol. So I gave that example. You know, we talked about, you know, how sometimes, uh, you know, fellas, we, we think about a woman that we want. Right. And it turns into something that, uh, you know, we try to. Uh, get it, uh, get into right. So we see this woman that, yo, know, she's probably a ten, and you probably a two, right? And so you're like, she's out of my league, and so I'm gonna do whatever I can. And so now all of a sudden you got this, uh, this uh, new style of dress, and you starting to wear this new cologne, right? You're starting to talk different, so you can match up to, you know, what you think she would like, and then you're trying to evolve around on trying to be with this woman, right? And so it's not your focus is not on God, it's on whatever thing that you want. So we just kind of focused on that. And then we were able to look at, you know, uh, uh, the rest in Jeremiah, too. And we see you, Tim. I like this quote. And justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. I wow. like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Man, I like that a lot. You know, uh, Martin Luther King was a master uh, orator. orator I mean, I was a poet. <laughs> you know, uh, definitely. Uh, welcome this morning. If you're just joining us, uh, this is, uh, the Monday motivation. Um, and we're on, uh, just encouraging, strengthening, building up, um, and, uh, happy MLK day. You know, uh, what are you guys going to do today? Post your favorite Martin Luther King quote. We'll put them up on the screen. Um, also, uh, any sermons or moments, uh, from the marches or the marades that you, uh, remember, uh, some of you guys have some rich history, you know, that you can share. Uh, and please jump right in and share. Uh, let's see. Uh, like, uh, 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Heard you guys talking about the weather earlier. I'm going to go ahead and keep the Orlando weather report to myself in honor of the less fortunate. Thank you very much uh, uh, for that, for that, that, that kindness, because uh, right now we are at negative uh, four degrees and uh, uh, yeah. And cloudy. So not only is it negative four, but now we, we've got clouds. Yeah, it's flurries <laughs> outside. Flurries. <laughs> uh, colorful Colorado. Thank yeah. you, Kenji, for your um, your mercy and your kindness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, look like Tim. What's that? He's, uh, I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, definitely. So men's group um, was awesome. I think for me, my takeaway was just how easily we can turn something into an idol. Mm. Um, because anytime we begin to pursue something else more than God in place of God, that it gives us hope and happiness and joy. And this is where we're finding our peace. This is where we're finding, you know, our inspiration that now becomes our God, that becomes our source instead of you know, following after God, waiting on him, pursuing his will and his work in the world. And I, I think it, it it does get difficult because it's easy to transform something, as you said, that was good into a God. Mm. <laughs> you know, we don't want to transform something good into a God. You know, the Bible says you can't serve two masters. You're going to love one and hate the other. You know, and so it, it, it's not possible. We try to hold on to our worldly things and then hold on to God. And we say, God, well, can I have a little bit of this and have a little bit of you? Now that's called lukewarm because mm. now we're straddling the fence. And and so, yeah, we've got to uh, we've got to make a, that commitment to the Lord. Huh? Uh, let's see. Kenji laugh. LOL. <laughs> the weather report. Uh, CC. True. Uh, Kenji, uh, I turned a woman into an idol. Didn't end well. <laughs> well, it never does. Our, 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 our idols are always going to betray us. Mm. They're always going to leave us wanting. And so one of the things that you asked um, in the uh, men's group was, how do we deal with our idols? Yeah. You know, and I think um, just to kind of recap that before we move forward is that, you know, most of the guys said intentionally. You actually have to be intentional about going to God and saying, God, this is an idol and I need to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, we brought up Josiah uh, and how Josiah, he, he went through the entire land and he destroyed all of the idols and the priests that were worshiping, you know, facilitating <laughs> the worship to the idols. He, he, he got raw and real. He was aggressive in dealing with his idols. And I think you have to be aggressive in dealing with your idols and getting them, uh, uh, getting them dealt with before they become a problem. Ah, pastor James West, what's happening, brother, man. So true. So many times the blessing becomes our source. Yeah. We're worshiping the cre the creation over the creator where mm -hmm. we're seeking his hands and not his face as they used to say when I was growing up, you know, uh, thank you, sir. Good morning, Zandra. Zandra. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
Yeah, definitely share this. Share this. If you're on, share this with somebody. Let them know Monday Motivation's on. Uh, and we're just, uh, man, we're just on here, you know, vibing. Uh, if you have a Martin Luther King quote, your favorite quote, please post that for us. We'll share that. If you have a moment from the Marades, you know, that you experience, uh, uh, post that. Uh, if, you know, a sermon, a, a teaching from Martin Luther King, you know, something like that, we'll we'll post that up there. But good morning to everybody. Share this right now. Let them know Monday Motivation is on. It is on. So um, normally we would probably, um, you know, skip this. Well, I'll share something uh, that I think is interesting. Um, uh, our, our our praise team rehearsal this weekend, I, I felt like was so spirit filled. Mm. Man, it was powerful watching, you know, everybody lock in and really begin to worship. And, and, and I feel like that then carried over into Sunday. You know, there's something about preparing for the presence of God mm -hmm. that you know, if you're a worship leader and I saw uh, Brother Jeremiah was on here so he can attest to this. Uh, we used to sing years ago at Heritage. The rehearsals are preparation for the presence of God. And so if we in rehearsal are getting into the presence of God and we are uh, uh, enjoying his presence, then when we go to uh, lead the congregation in worship, they're just experiencing what we were already experiencing. They're just uh, being invited into that moment with us. And so there's something about the preparation before yeah. the presentation yeah. that makes that presentation that much more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Xandra, we see you. No worries. We're glad you were able to get on with us. Thank you for joining us. I'm yeah, ready. I know you've been working that new job. Congratulations. Woo -woo. So over the last year, uh, Zandra's completed um, courses uh, for her nursing. and Now she's actually working in that area. And awesome. so uh, that's just a beautiful thing. Amen. Awesome. 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 I have so many good memories of the of early marades, the sense of unity, singing and walking hand in hand, always reminded me of what the community should be. Three hearts. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I would agree. You know, I think, um, I think due to the songs that we pick, those are definitely uh, some great moments for us to just really tap in the spirit, especially when, you know, when we're working, on Saturdays, because a lot of times we're like practice starts at twelve thirty, and we don't leave until like three thirty, because we're like going ham. And a lot of time it is just us, you know, singing and you know stirring different songs, and you know I would dare say just a, a, a small bit of us messing around. But um, you know, we once we come there, and there's been so many powerful times where we're just in there, we're just singing, we're worshiping. And, you know, we do understand that we are still trying to prepare, right? But um, it's like we're doing, we're ushering in the spirit. So once we come Sunday morning, it's just like that same feeling that we had. Um, so it's been fun. And then, you know, I love to be on that keyboard, you know what I mean? Just play them keys. And so it's definitely fun to just be, be a part of that. Um, I feel like it's a different feeling as a musician than a singer, right? Because... Um, I feel like being able from from both perspectives, right? Being a singer, 
just understand it because obviously you have your parts to be singing and you know your tones and your pitches and you know there's a tenor soprano alto right and so understanding that but you know it's i feel like oftentimes it's the music that helps bring out the the emotion of passion right that's driving the force and you know you really being intentional and being filled when singing a song but as a musician right when i'm playing the keys right i feel like not only am i kind of in the moment right but it's like i get to lead other people in the in that too right i know i'm not the only one there like manny who's our drummer and tim who's our our excuse me our guitarist right and so just as like musicians we get this the special pleasure to lead people right and so i don't know just it's like a different feeling because like i can passionately be in the keys and there's sometimes like even sundays we be getting in trouble because like we're just like still playing and it's like because like we feel it like we're feeling it and then you know but obviously there's there got to be a little bit of order but yeah i don't know i just i really like the feeling of being able to lead people in worship well we're going to read this comment and then i'm gonna read a, a verse of scripture that's going to illustrate all right we'll probably have to take it down to read the whole thing yeah actually you can read it over there <laughs> i got you um it says what are you what you are doing is setting the atmosphere that is helpful for those who don't know how to press in it ushers them into a place that they haven't been able to experience on their own mm. this is something people need to learn how to do each and every day when they open their eyes to set their atmosphere determines their day. Wow. Awesome. Powerful. Uh, Prophet Teresa, what's going on? Good morning to you, sis. Um, <laughs> powerful woman of God. And so, you know, and she is definitely, uh, you know, very familiar with God's presence and setting the atmosphere. Um, and so thank you for that. Uh, that the man, that word of encouragement. Amen. Um, got deacon tim let's see what we got there uh, go th ahead, there's go. an old song that says uh this is a rehearsal when i get to heaven we're going to really sing yeah yeah man this all is a rehearsal when we get to heaven we're gonna really sing i like that um in second kings chapter 3 and verse 15 mm. um e elisha the prophet uh, uh, is standing before the king. And so in the New King James, it says, but now bring me a musician. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. This has always been a powerful verse to me. He literally says, bring me a musician. And he's in a foreign country, a foreign land. He said, bring me a musician. And when the musician pray, uh, played, the Bible says that the hand of the Lord came upon him. Oh man, I love it. And see, people don't understand I love it. The, 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 the partnership between the word of the Lord being given and the musician coming together with that. And I think we, we sense it, we, we feel it, but we don't know that it's really a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, as a matter of fact, there's some people that think, oh, it's just emotionalism. <laughs> right it's just you know you're hitting the right chord and it but actually it, it, it's it's a real thing mm. elisha the prophet said look bring me a musician 
And then the hand of the Lord be, uh, came upon him. And then he began to prophesy. He began to speak the word of the Lord to the king at that particular time. And so that's why, you know, as a as a as a minister, a lot of times I'm like, hey, I, the, sometimes the guys will get frustrated with me. I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> I, I, there, there's a there's a there's a flow of the spirit I'm trying to connect with and, and flow. And so the musician and the speaker, the musicians and the singer and the singers, the musicians and those that are playing, they're creating, as uh, Sister Teresa said, an, an atmosphere mm. so that people can know what the presence of God feels like, because sometimes in their regular life, they don't know what the presence of God feels like. You know, people who have, uh, as I said yesterday, have practiced the presence of God. They have they have put in the reps of being in the presence of God. You know, the presence of God in the grocery store. Mm. You know, the presence of God at the gas station. You know, the presence of God, you know, uh, uh, coming out the shower. You you like, OK, God's God's moving right now, you know, and you don't need you don't necessarily need the musician. You don't need the room full of people because you already know the presence of God. But there's right. some people that don't know that. And so when we come together, we're actually leading people and teaching people what the presence of God feels like. So when they go out into their regular life, they know the presence of God because, man, there's power. The Bible says in, in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy mm. and at his right hand pleasures forevermore. And so teaching people the presence of God is the work that we do when we're leading worship good morning amen. sister jelana amen amen and now that's that's a spirit-filled woman she knows the presence of god <laughs> you get around her man. she knows the presence of god so amen amen uh thanks for joining us this morning um we're just we're just working our way through so if you still have a martin luther king quote please go ahead and post that one and we'll put it up and uh, make sure you share this. Let them know Monday motivation is on the MLK, <laughs> the MLK Monday motivation. MLK. <laughs> Amen. God bless. God bless. Uh, Kenji. Someone told me the music before the message is tilling the soil before the preacher plants the word. All right, brother. You, like you, in, you in there. You and I like that. You, you you're working. You're working. <laughs> you're working, sir. You're working. You're working. Amen. And so uh we definitely uh in, enjoyed um 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 rehearsal. Yeah. Um and then we got we get to uh Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. And uh, anytime you guys want to join us, plan a visit to come to Shore Foundation. We have two services. Some people like the early service, get in at 9 a.m. and they got the rest of their day you know, to go and do what they have to do. But some people like to sleep in. And so the 11 a.m. service might be good for you. But join us, uh, plan a visit. If you already have a church home, we're not telling you leave your church, but you can plan a visit. Uh, we would love the fellowship with you. If you are looking for a church home, come and visit us. So Sunday morning, man, again, that carryover from the the worship rehearsal carried into Sunday morning. I felt like the, the, the spirit of God was so present, uh, so powerful in both, uh, services, uh, first service, you know, it was cold. So not a lot of people came, but then it filled up second service. Oh, I was yeah. surprised to see so many people because some people, uh, uh, uh canceled their services on yesterday. Oh, um, man. but we were open you could do <laughs> for that. those that could make it for those that were willing, uh, and really enjoyed the presence of the Lord. So the message the right. message. I'm gonna try uh, to. Uh oh. 
I'm gonna try to. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm gonna try to usher him in a little bit because he's, yeah. <laughs> he's biting at the bit to get there. All right, so we uh, we talked about this is continuing on our theme of you know walking through open doors and uh, receiving all that God has for us. And um, he titled, I think you titled it a different way, but it ended up being a separate message but still tied in <laughs> so he originally from the first service let me say that because sometimes the first service he'd be killing us and then the second service he gives us a whole separate killing and so it's like <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's like man you didn't come at us with that that so um he titled we need uh we need to discipline uh ourselves right but um we continued on and we were coming out of First Corinthians chapter nine, verses twenty-four, and I will go ahead and read that because I feel like that will set us up very well. So, First Corinthians chapter nine, going all the way down to verse twenty-four, and this may have been a verse you heard before, or may not, um, but we're gonna read it. I'm reading out of the NLT. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs? But only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So why run with purpose in every step? I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. All right. And so we started up with that, and then we had different readers uh, in our sermon that read different versions. And from the message that stood out mm. was no more lazy living. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Right. <laughs> um, and then also I like the, the word, the stady, stady, stadium, stady, whatever. Uh, stadion. Stadion. There it is. Stadion. Right. It was a, a, a Greek word. Uh, coming from the race um, and just how this is uh, the determined distance, right? Uh, but it's also the uh, measured distance and the measured uh, uh, way that we should be running in this race of faith, right? And so it's giving us a, a setup that, hey, there's a race that we're all living, right? And it's the race of our faith, right? And it's, it's how that God is is coming in and how he wants us to uh, live up to our full potential and he wants us to be able to operate in the fullness that he has called for us right but in that we have to get our reps in right we got to get our practice in we we have to train our body to do extraordinary things mm. in the same way we should be training in the spirit to do uh extraordinary things right um right we talk about it all the time you could do all things through the power of christ right but and making that tangible is knowing how to internalize and utilize that in the spirit for us to operate in the ways that we should be in the will of God. So we're going to take a pause on that and look at this other quote that we got up in here. Actually, it's the second time we got this quote. Oh, yeah, that is. Yes. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Amen. Mr. Lana. All right. And so. We continued on with God measures out what we need, mm. right? In this race that we have, he's not just telling us to all right, put your track spikes on and run and we'll see how far you get, right? <laughs> no, but he's actually giving us 
all that we need to endure this race, right? Not so that you can hurry up and get there to the finish line, but to actually run with purpose mm. and to run fully in this race and that you have everything that you need so you don't have to wander off into other places to try to find what you need to finish this race. God supplies that. And he's already measured it out, right? And so we, it's it's kind of weird, and this is like a, a little a tangent, but it's kind of weird that in the same race, we try to go to other means, right, for uh, provisions and supplication when God has already have our stuff measured out, right? It's like for the military, when you get a cargo bag and it has everything that you need for the trip or the tour that you're taking, but instead of taking what you know your your major or your general or your sergeant with the bag that he's already prepared for you and giving that to you instead of you taking that you go to uh i don't know some <laughs> some guy <laughs> some knockoff right some knockoff guy <laughs> you know i can i can uh, what you need right he don't even have it prepared for you he just he's asking you yo what you need what you what, what are you looking for and now you have to come up with what you need and sometimes we don't always think about what we need right we may think about what we want, what we desire at the moment, right? Which those things change um, like the wind, right? But, um, you know, only the people are, only God can give us what we need. And even sometimes that aligns with our desires, but those are desires of our hearts when we're aligning with the word of God, the will of God, right? And so just getting back to the sermon, God has measured out what we need, right? And uh, understanding that, you know, sometimes in this race, some people are going is they're going to feel the pain of improvement. That mm. was my part. Mm. All right. Feeling the pain of improvement, um, man. And he used this analogy like in your, when you're in the gym, right? When you're, you know, you're pumping that iron mm. and you're feeling it, and your muscles start aching. And and then even, you know, afterwards, when you're trying to rest up and you're just feeling that, you're like, man. My body's all sore. Right? Some people are like, ah, I'm, I'm going to wait to go back to the gym because that took a toll on my body. And then that that time that they took doubles and then it triples and then they just end up not going back to the gym. Right. So some people feel the pain of improvement and back off. Right. They back up. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is more than what I was looking for. And so I'm going to take a moment. But that moment turns into a lifetime. Right. It turns into a, a, a longer moment of time and it ends up becoming into procrastination right but we as a people as christians as believers right and i like how he said i, I think he said this in the the first service that we as christians shouldn't be wimpy <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> it's just like we shouldn't be wimpy right we have god on our side who is giving us the strength to endure all these situations and so whenever we feel pain whenever we feel pressure it shouldn't be when that should be the moment where we stop or we should be, you know, chickening out or, uh, you know, quitting or backing out. Right. But that should be the moment that we press in the most. Right. Where the world gets to see the power of God. But instead, we sometimes align ourselves with the rest of the world where we feel like we have an option. Well, I, I can go ahead and back up or I can slow down or I can go ahead and quit. Right. And so I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. And, we'll uh, pause for a yeah. second. We got a few comments. And so uh, Deacon Tim says, I was in a conversation with someone who wanted to visit your foundation. And she sh shared that she didn't understand why people dance during church and didn't think it was necessary. Well, it's a, a, I think it's a, a definite uh, 
depending on your background, your culture, your upbringing and what your view of, you know, uh, church is, mm. you know, uh, I would give you uh, and Tim, you may have shared this with her. But in Psalms 150, the Bible says to praise the Lord in the dance, praise the Lord in the psaltery, in the harp, praise the Lord on the high sounding cymbals that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And so the dance is a part of, and especially if you look back on Jewish culture, uh, they were very, they're very vibrant in their worship of the Lord. As a matter of fact, David got in trouble one time because he danced until his outer garments came off and he was just, you know, in, in his, uh, in his PJs, I guess, <laughs> you know, but he danced before the Lord with all of his might. And so, um, you know, our church is not a super dancing church. You know, we have, uh, uh, praise dancing and things like that, you know, but there's sometimes you see people and they break out and dance and we're like, Oh, that's the Holy ghost dance, you know, and that kind of stuff like that. But, you know, the dancing before the Lord, as an expression of celebration. There was a man in uh, Acts chapter three, and the Bible says that uh, he came to, I uh, believe it was Peter, James, and John mm -hmm. at the hour of prayer, and he was you know, begging for alms. And he yeah, said, yeah, silver yeah. and gold, I do not have, but what I do have, I give to you. And they uh, uh, prayed for him and he was healed. And the Bible says that he leaped and jumped for joy, mm -hmm. right? And so the joy of the Lord uh, may cause people to dance. And so maybe that individual that that's not their expression of joy. Maybe they their joy is more subdued and more relaxed and there's nothing wrong with that. And so, you know, uh, they they it'd be better if they found a church that was their worship was more controlled or relaxed. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's different expressions of celebration and joy. And so I think that was a, a great comment. Amen. Minister Mike, when God gives an assignment, we already have what we need. Yes, he supplies what we need mm -hmm. in that assignment. I think one of the things that, you know, for me was exciting about the message was um, the training aspect of it. You know, um, training like an athlete, you know, uh, the the athletes train for a perishable crown. Mm but we train for an eternal crown, eternal. a crown that will never fade away. And Paul gives this analogy of a boxer. He says, so thus I fight. And that term fight there means to box. It literally means to enter into spiritual warfare. And he says, I'm not swinging like somebody who's swinging at the air, like I'm just swinging at ghosts. I'm, I'm swinging at nothing, but he punches with a purpose. You know, and understanding that there is this training. And so when when boxers train and I, I said this a few times, um, when boxers train, they train their whole body and they train stuff. And, you know, I didn't even get to talk talk about this yesterday, but th there's boxers that even train the strength in their neck because you can then absorb punches better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. This thing is deep. Boxers, <laughs> boxers train hard, man. And they train all areas of the body, but they train their body, but they also train their mind because training your mind to think right is one of the most important things you can do. Because if your mind and your body aren't operating at the same level, then you, you won't be able to accomplish or do the things that your mind is saying to do, or maybe your body uh, uh, 
can do something, but your mind is not ready to do it. And so you need those on the same level. And in boxing, it's both mental and physical, you know, that you're training. And so Paul, you know, uses these analogies of the race, um, of combat, of soldiers. I mean, this uh, I just like, man, I always say Paul was a sports fan. You know, he was a sports fan uh, and man. So the, the yeah, the message was good. Um, back to the worship. We had a visit from one of our members uh, and Miss Jelana actually would know this young man. Uh, uh, he grew up uh, in Shore Foundation and he's now um, he's grown wife, kids, mortgage, <laughs> you know, the whole, right. You know, the whole the whole bit, man. And he came by. And he really blessed us. Um, you can check out uh, that on my Facebook page. I posted a couple of clips of that, or you can go watch the whole uh, 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 worship and sermon Sunday service uh, on Facebook or YouTube. But my man, Will, man, shout out to you, man. If you get to see this, man, we love you, man. Yeah. Traveling mercies to you. I know he's on his way back home to Iowa. Um, man, we need those songs on Spotify because I need to put it in my rotation. I need it in my playlist for my worship time in the morning, you know, so he did an awesome job. And then shout out to Sister Maya. Yes, man. She, man, that was some powerful worship. I was in there. the corner trying to Shazam the song because oh, I was like, man, hey, like, where, what song is hey, this, yeah. man? I, I think the song was called At Your Feet, um, A Worshipper's Prayer. Um and if if she corrects me, that'd be fine. And, you know, but I think it was called "At Your Feet," a worshiper's prayer. Yes, Miss Jelana, you're still home. This is still your home. We love you. We love you. We love you. Amen. 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 Yeah, you know, my I like the part um, in your sermon uh, where some people run to lose they just want to finish <laughs> oh, that, that's my part right um because i don't know I, I don't know you've probably said this as a coach but for football i remember one of our one of the biggest things where i guess it was almost like a pet peeve of his because he just was always repeating it but i had this coach right and he would say that there's a difference between a person that plays football and a football player mm. And okay. it's just like <laughs> it's just like a lot of y'all are just out here playing football, right? And so, you know, I I just remember that that was something that I never really understood until after I played, like after that finished for me. Wow, like, that's percentage. good. Um, because, you know, there are people who are just trying to go through the motions, right? They just want to put on the gear and, right. you know, they're they out like there. like being seen. Yeah, they, they <laughs> like being seen and they want a specific jersey number and all this stuff. But for them, throwing these pads on and going out there is like playing lunchtime football, right? They're not taking it seriously, but oh. there are football Ooh. players who are dedicated where they don't care what they got on. They don't care who is there and they don't care if they're seen or not. Because that they know that the love and the passion that they have and the purpose that they have when playing football, that's their focus, right? And so I was just like, man, because when you said that, I was like, dang, that that like it just brought back memories because man, when we do things purposefully, purposefully, right? It, it's a different posture, right? I'm not just out here just trying to, you know, just try to be there and at least I got my attendance, right? But if I'm here and I'm present, I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna show out, right? 
And so it's the same thing in life. And then as you were talking, you know, about the boxing analogy, I was like, man, it's almost as if like we're in this fight in life and we're just kind of out there just fighting just so that the until the till the the ringer, you know, the bell rings, right? Right. And you're getting lumped up, you're getting knocked up, and I'm gonna just stay in here just so you know I let me at least survive. Mm. God is not asking us for just just for survival. He's saying, No, I need you to win. I need yeah. you to, to to conquer this because I've already given you all the tools and the teachings and the stuff that you need for you to win this fight, to win this race, right? And so it's like God has already for lack of better words, God has already eliminated eliminated the excuses for us, but we still find a way to use these same excuses, right? And so, as a boxer, my goal is not to get in this ring and just survive the the five rounds, right? Depending on what it is, my goal is to knock this person out. My goal is to win, whether it's by unanimous decision or yeah, he gets laid out or he or she whatever, right? <laughs> and so, man. If we can have that type of type of mindset in life, in this race that God mm-hmm. is saying that he's given us the, the tools to win, you know how different we'll look, right? The, the, the posture is crazy because uh, a, a fighter that wants to win, they're throwing all type of flurries. You know what I mean? They're, their combos are coming crazy, right? And, and they're, they're ducking the dodger, making sure that they don't take too many crazy hits and they, they, they know how to counter and they're looking for their next move, right? But somebody who's just trying to last in there they're you know they're 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 flat-footed they're getting put on the ropes and they're taking all these shots and they're just you know holding their breath hoping that 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 wasn't the 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 final one right and so god is wanting us to not only practice right getting our reps in so that we can understand the severity and the seriousness of this race that we have in front of us so that we can prepare for it right when we get this pressure that you talked about in your sermon as well Uh, yeah Man, we're um <laughs> right when we feel this pressure, this is not foreign to us. This is not new, right? This is not somewhere, dang, I haven't experienced this before. God give me the strength, but now I've been preparing for this moment. And I got something for that, right? I got a response to it. Um, and then understanding that in us getting our reps, these practices is strengthening this muscle, right? Um, and I I brought up the pressure part because in the sermon he talked about when people uh, are working out, uh, there's a bench press, right? The bench press is putting pressure on your chest so that you can push up, that yeah. you can press in so that you can make sure that you uh, are getting that. So it's working out your shoulders, it's working out your chest, and all of a sudden you get the strength to uh, lift more than just the bar, which is 45 pounds. Now all of a sudden you look up and you're able to put 20 pounds on, on each side, right? Now you're able to put 35s on there, some 45 plates on there, right? And so you're working at and putting and putting more weight on because you're handling more and more pressure that's put on top of you so that you can overcome what is present for you. Right. And so, man, I, I just uh, I want to bring that up because, man, that that uh, that uh, brought some some memories is taking me back memory lane. Right. Yeah, I like I like that. You know, the the press, there's no need to press if there's no pressure. Mm. Right. You know, Paul says, I press towards the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. He's pressing because there's pressure, there's opposition, there's challenges that, you know, uh, never said it was going to be easy. 
you know, never said it was going to be a walk in the park that, you know, that's why I said, you know, as a Christian, no more, no, no wimpy Christians. You know, this, this is not for the faint of heart that, you know, uh, living for the Lord, you know, you've got to, you've got to persevere through all types of trials and tribulations mm -hmm. and keep the faith. Uh, Paul said that I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith, mm. but he kept the faith in the face of challenges. He mm -hmm. kept the faith in, in the face of all types of opposition and tribulations and trials. And, and, and these trials, all they did was strengthen him to know that he was going the right way, that he was doing the right thing. And so, you know, getting that determination in our spirit, getting that that thought that, man, uh, I, this is actually I'm actually going to have to put forth some effort effort there's another uh, place where paul says that i strain you know uh they instead of it saying i press it says i strain towards the mark mm -hmm. uh of the prize of the high calling of god all right we got some comments yeah, we got, in. they're popping in they're i popping like it i like in. it i like it so we saw this one earlier kenji says man kavan is on fire right now oh my you know uh brianna good morning to you this is a long one. It's a long one, so you have to read it over there. <laughs> uh, why is it that it seems like defeat comes so much more comes so much more easier than victory? I hate to see it that way, but that's what I notice from a player in the game perspective. Uh, one bad shot can ruin the whole game, and you have to work three times harder to try to get a victory. Mm, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, you know, here's my thing. You know. Um, those are the moments that I think bring out the best in me. Yes. Yeah. Is that, you know, uh, and I'll tell you this. Um, I was watching an interview from the late Kobe Bryant. And he talked about a playoff series where he had shot a few air balls mm. and they ended up losing the game. Well, that day or that next day, he went to the local high school and shot for eight hours straight. Mm. The next time they went into the playoffs, they they won it all. And so you've got to let these moments be fuel to the fire, not to be something that puts out your fire. I preached a message one time, you know, throw another log on the fire. Mm. And I was talking about in Acts chapter five, like uh, verse 42, where they said that, you know, that they it was uh, that they uh, that they were they were. They were happy to have received uh, shame for his name. And even though they were beaten, mm -hmm. they went from house to house preaching the gospel more because mm -hmm. they felt like the beatings were fuel on their fire. So sometimes we're thinking something is a loss, but really it's a victory because the victory is that you kept going in spite of what you went through. Yeah. You know, so when we look at these situations, we have to know that if you made it through it, you you were victorious. Mm. If you didn't make through it, <laughs> if you didn't make it through it, if you quit, if you gave up. Remember, we said that yesterday that the only way you can lose is if you don't enter. You know, I mean, well, if you don't enter, if you don't actually finish, mm. that's the only way you can lose. Yeah. But if you get in there and you persevere to the end, then you then you've won. And you've won because you pushed as hard as you could because victories are not about the other person. Victories are about what God has measured out for you. Mm. So what has God measured out for you? What has he called you to endure? Yeah. I will add on to that because uh, I was getting excited because uh, um, 
there's a uh, football Hall of Famer named Brett Favre. All right. For those who know about him. Um, he's a, a, a one of the great uh, Green Bay Packers quarterbacks, and then he played for Minnesota Vikings and then the New York Jets before he retired. But I remember watching this interview from him, and these people were watching his games, and there would be times where he's throwing, you know, picks in these games, right? And for for people who are making mistakes, a lot of times they're ready to check out right, right after one, right? But we see in, in these games, after he's throwing picks, He's responding with throwing touchdowns. Yeah. Right. And so, man, because in these games, right, especially I want to dare, I would dare say in the NFL, we see this a lot of times today. After the first pick, you're ready to, you know, play it safe. Like, I'm not going to do these risky throws. I'm going to, you know, throw to these close ones, these short routes and my check downs that are close right here, or I'm going to just hand the ball off. Right. But nah, my man will go back in there and do these same, just slinging it into coverage. And he's throwing touchdowns. So you look up, this cat got like three uh, three interceptions, and he got like four touchdowns going along with it, right? And he's winning these games, but they're shootouts, right? Which is it's exciting as a fan of play, but as a player, those are the games that push you the, the hardest because they're so close, and anything is a momentum shifter, right? And so if you make a mistake, Hey, the team can back off and you could be like a front rider. They, they would say in sports, like when things are high, then your morale is high and you're good. Right. When things are going bad, your morale drops. Right. You're, you're, you're not feeling it anymore. But where how why can't we perform like that as Christians where we're not front runners when things are going well? We're giving praise to God. And sometimes we'll even walk away from God. It's like, yeah, hey, you know what? I'm good right now. But, um, you know, when life gets tough. Well, man, my morale is down. I, I'm depressed and all this stuff like that. But we should still have the same joy that God blesses us with, right? Um, and even in the midst of our mistakes, how can we still go back in the game and follow through with the game plan that God says, this is the place that I want you to, to run. These are the, the, these are the things that I want you to do because just because you make some mistakes, does that mean that you lost the entire game? No, right? Go back in there and sling some touchdowns too. Right. Right. That that possibility is still there, but it's a matter of our mindset. Do you know? Right. Do you remember the training? Do you understand uh, uh, what you're doing? And are you trusting in the process? Or, or, hey, along the way, I'm going to make mistakes. But that's teaching me something because, hey, you know what? I know that I can't throw in double coverage. I can't throw in this area because they got that locked down. But I can't throw this area because they're they're not focused right there. Right. So when you make mistakes, they're not just failures. Right. But they're just learning curves, right? Um, I remember I had a coach that says that you don't lose, you learn, right? Right. Hey, there are some things. We don't that, lose, we learn. Yeah. Right. There are some things that, hey, you made a mistake right here and it may cost you something. But now you know that this is the mistake that you've made and how you can change that action so you don't make the same mistake, right? And so it's like uh, uh, trying to shift our focus, right? But there are some people, and I agree with B, that, yeah, if I miss – um, I used to actually be this player when I was playing basketball. If I miss three layups in a row, I'm not going to shoot another layup until I, it's like a wide open one. And I'm going to try to build my momentum back, right? If I miss like three shots, I'm going to try something else so I can build my morale back up. But, you know, you do see guys like Kobe. and You do see guys, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, around us, right, in our sports or whatever, that they keep going despite these miss. Like, even though they shot 50 shots, they got up. 50 points too, right? And that's a, a horrible percentage, but yo, look at the the effort that they're putting into it. 
Yeah. So Bree, um, you know, this is a verse for you. It's first John five, four, mm. it says for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And so you've got to understand Bree, that you're, you've already won. Mm. You are a victor. You, you, you've, you've won and you are in a place where you think that you're losing, but every day that you consistently hold on to God, you've won. You've actually defeated the enemy. You've actually overcome the enemy because what he wanted you to do was stop. What he wanted you to do was quit. What he wanted you to do was give up, but you didn't. And so because you didn't, you actually won. And so you're thinking that it's a loss, but you don't have any losses on your record. You're actually undefeated because Christ is undefeated. Mm. You know, there are things and, and, and you've been around me long enough. You've seen me go through things that somebody would say is a loss. But at the end of the day, we're still here. We're still coming out on top. We're, we're still praising God. We're still giving them glory. We're still encouraging people. We're still moving forward. That is all victory. All right. So Amen. you got to know that you are a winner. You don't have you, you don't have any L's on your record. You got wins. It's already won for you, man. This is interesting. This verse is coming up. Um, All right. Mr. Lana. Lana. James one verses two through four. Consider it a pure joy, my brothers and sisters, uh, for when you face trials of many kinds, because, you know, that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lack, not lacking anything. anything. Yeah, oh, I think Pastor Joe is going to be preaching on that this coming week. So, Mr. Lana, you might want to come and enjoy that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sister Teresa. <clears throat> work for you is a fight as much as you fight to be prepared to get a punch. Uh, but know that it's a fixed fight because you've won in Christ yeah, it is. and you absolutely have everything you need. Don't be afraid to stay in the fight. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Amen. We on fire this morning. Like come it. on. Monday motivation. Man, I mean, this is just the first part of your sermon, man. You was going in. Oh, man. <laughs> I, there's so much to it. I don't even know if we can even cover that. Finished. Let me see. I'll, yeah, I probably didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> I probably didn't finish, but Hey, uh, make sure you're still sharing. Let us know if you just hopped on, say good morning, say hello. Um, share this with somebody. Monday motivation is on. Um, and so, yeah, man, that was a, a, a wonderful sermon. Um, actually, uh, after that, we still continue to fellowship. Everybody kind of stayed around and yeah. talked and shared. And we, you know, had a, had a good time of fellowship. Um, but we're getting ready to transition uh, 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 our final motivation, final motivation. Uh, uh, of, of, of the morning. We're going to take a few minutes and we're going to, oh, you want to stay? All right. <laughs> all right. You can stay. You can stay. You can stay. Uh, you can stay. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. You know, um, uh, brother Kavan, minister Kavan, you know, uh, wants to give a, another word of encouragement to you. And so I don't know what he's got, uh, in, in the bag. I don't know what the Lord is, is got to say, but we're going to give, uh, him an opportunity to give our last exhortation and motivation. Uh oh, Sister Lynn popped on. Amen. Good morning, Sister Lynn. Yeah, first time tuning in. Well, welcome to Monday Motivation. Amen. Great stuff. Feeling blessed today. Awesome. From service to Monday call to now. Love you all. Oh, man, that's awesome.
bars. Man. Yeah, she is. Man. Okay. Man, you've been hanging out with <laughs> you, you got a little flow there. God bless. Good morning. Make sure you set your alarm every Monday at 7.30. We will be on recapping the weekend, recapping whatever events are going on, diving into the word, diving you know, in. answering your questions, your comments. But, man, we want to get your week started off on fire for the Lord. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. So, man, what, what's, what's the Lord saying to you this morning? Ah. Uh... I am feeling this. Actually, this was a message for me, <laughs> uh, so I'm uh, I'm gonna do my best to to keep it contained. I actually did a full study on this, and so uh, thank you, Miss Delana, because she brought it up for me. But this is one of uh, my favorite uh, passages in the Bible. Uh, she she brought to us James one verses two through four, but I'm gonna jump down actually to uh, twenty two all the way to twenty five. And so I'm going to go ahead and read that. It says, uh, but don't just listen to God's word. He must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you've heard, then God will bless you for doing it. All right. And so... I want us to feel encouraged uh, this morning to do the word of God, right? Um, a lot of times, and I've heard this message, uh, I've heard messages around the scripture turn turn into a beating, right? Um, but it's actually not really meant like that, right? Um, you know, the word of God is a tool for us to live life, right? Um, it's not really necessarily some religious set of rules that we need to uh, do do or die, right? Right, like how a lot of religions uh, oppose their belief systems uh, and for their believers into that, right? But God's word is really an encouragement, right? Is a a, a, a way of better life, right? Um, this life is hard enough on its own, and it has so many complexities to it because of us, uh, because of man, right? Because of the things that we've done, and so God is giving us a template of what to do and how to do this uh this race we call life right and so uh obviously as believers we know that this is a powerful tool because it's not just a, a one read and you understand once you go back into it you find a different meaning for things right you find different set of of uh of tools right to be able to live life and so i want us to be encouraged to you know, not just be complacent with just listening to, you know, Monday motivation, with just listening to Sunday service, just listening and just being a part of, right, just going through the motions, not just trying to survive the race, right? Because um, it says, but don't just listen to God's word. I remember Pastor Joe had taught a uh, a men's group, and we uh, learned the difference between listening and hearing, right? Where listening, you're just like, tuning in auditorily, right? Where you're just trying to make sure that you hear what's being said. But when you hear something, you are actually trying to grasp and take hold of what's being said, right? You're trying to seek understanding, right? And says, and so that's why in verse 22 it says, don't just listen to the word of God, right? The word of God is not just some uh, audio book that you can just kind of 
be a part of and, you know, it ends, right? But the word of God is actively living, right? Jesus lived out the word. He is the word, right? And so if we're called to follow Jesus, then we're not just called to hear it, but we're called to practice it and live out the word of God in our lives as well, right? And so it continues on saying, you must do what it says, otherwise you are only fooling yourselves, right? If the word of God is showing us how to live this life, why aren't we actually taking it seriously, right? If Jesus came to give us an example on what we should do uh, with the trials that come, with the temptation that is present, with all these things that are around us, if Jesus lived out the word and says that this is the way that we should be living as believers, well, why, why, what else would we do, right? That is our example. He is our example, the standard of, of how we should be living. Um, and so if we don't do that, it's like we're trying to uh, go swimming without swimming wear, right? It's like we're trying to go rock climbing without your rock climbing boots and, you know, your helmet and the gear and the straps that you need to put on. It's like going skydiving without your parachute, right? It's foolish. It's it's dull. It's it's stupid to do, right? Because how else can you understand what's happening, right? It's almost like um, I was given this illustration when I was first uh, uh, studying this, but it's like, you know, God the Father has set up these things for us. And so my parents out there, it's like when your uh, your toddler wants to go out in the world and says, I don't really need to listen to what you're saying. I can go figure it out. Right. Because eventually we grow into that uh, when we get a little bit older. But right. This is like, let's just say like your toddler. Right. You're like, do you know anything? Like, why? Would you, how did you even come up with saying that in the first place? And then secondly, the moment you grow out there, you don't know what to do. Right. And so I feel like God has the same perspective when we don't follow the word of God. Yo, I, I'm telling you, you're not aware of what's about to happen or what's going on currently. So if you're barely aware of what's going on currently, how are you going to say you're going to live life outside of the direction that I'm trying to encourage you to do? Right. Because we have our free will. Right. God is uh, 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 have blessed us with this opportunity to choose him right to choose what he's offering so he's saying i'm not going to force you but why would you follow something that you don't really know about right when i can show you how to do this i can give you the things that you need to succeed right so otherwise you are only fooling yourselves right you're not fooling nobody else right that chip on the shoulder is not for the people around you but it's for you right you're only fooling you because you have to live this uh, life. You have to run your race, right? Your own individual race of faith, right? Not your pastors, not your parents, not your friends, not your husband, wife, whoever. You have to run your individual race, right? Verse 23 says, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. Now, I want us to picture this, right? I remember... Um, or uh, when I was in my parents' house, they, you know how, I'm going to say this is, uh, 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 I'm going to just say it like this. A lot of uh, black people, right, colored people, colored communities, in their bathrooms, there's like towels that you can't touch, right? You don't use those drive towels. These are strictly decorations. There's uh, certain things in there that you're not supposed to touch because it's only for guests when they come uh, to the house and they use the bathroom, Right. Um, and then there's these mirrors that are there um, that are just kind of like uh, decorations and stuff. And so I remember in my parents' house, they used to have this heart-shaped mirror in the back of the bathroom. And it was behind me all the time. And so uh, I remember I had grabbed this uh, mirror 
one time because I was doing an illustration at church. And uh, uh, I had went to church early and I was like, I think it was this same passage, too, that I was talking about. And uh, I was holding it up. and My parents were so mad. <laughs> She's like, why would you touch the mirror in the bathroom? <laughs> um, but I want us to kind of picture this. Right. Like, let's just say that you go to the bathroom and you had this mirror there that you typically just go in the bathroom and, you know, it's just kind of there. You just have knowledge of it. You go in there and you, you know, you brush your teeth, you fix your hair and you do all this stuff. You make sure, you know, your beard is looking right. You know what I mean? You just, I'm going to get there one day. <laughs> uh, right. You make sure all your stuff is good and you walk out and you're like, what did I just have on? What did I just do? Like, what? What? I don't even remember what I look like, right? And so you imagine how crazy that is, right? We can't, I don't even know if you can imagine it because it's like really impossible. But spiritually, this is what this looks like, right? God is saying, this is the image that I want you to look like. This is the image that you were made in the likeness of me. And it's like you walk into this mirror and I've, I, I want you to see me in you. And you walk away forgetting that you're my child. Right. And so this is what God is saying, that when we don't listen to the word. Right. Again, if we are called to be carbon copies of Jesus Christ. Right. That means we are called to live out his word. And so it's like understanding that we see what we're supposed to do, but we don't do it. And we're like, all right, well, God, that's not who I am. Right. So I'm not going to do it. Right. And so it's like an act of rejection. But oh, excuse me. And so God is saying that we should be able to uh, come to him and understand and seek understanding for his word and be able to do that. So, um, again, I encourage you guys dive into your word, dive into, uh, 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 you know, uh, your your local churches for a study or, or you know, join us when we start up our Bible studies uh, coming this coming or, or the 24th, which is a Wednesday. Right. For our uh, yes, with Joshua. For our men's, we have uh, uh, men's every Thursday starting at 530, right? For our women's, we have women's uh, starting at uh, on Tuesdays, uh, starting at 6 uh, every Tuesday, right? And so it's being able to be a part of any teaching that we can get so we can seek further understanding of the Word of God that's presented so that we can look like Him, right? First Corinthians 11 uh, verse one says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Right. And so that is our goal, that we should be imitating Christ uh, as believers to the world so that they can see the love of God. And then for those around us so that we can continue to understand the character of Jesus. Um, so I want to continue on to 25. It says, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and if you do what it says and don't forget what you've heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Right. And so, again, the word of God is our template on how to live life. Right. It's a choice that we can make. It's something that we we can feel encouraged and empowered to do. Again, the Bible is not some book that's going to be thrown at us. Right. But it's it's a, it's a template. Right. And it's an encouragement to live life like this so that we can be able to experience joy. Um, and it says that God will bless you for doing it. Right. And so now that's a commitment. Hey, if you follow what the word of God says, if you follow the, these steps, there is a reward. Right. And so God is here to uh, show us 
how to be successful in this life by his means, right? Not by our means, right? God is here to be with us, and he's also going to reward us uh, um, on, on, uh, on our obedience as well. And so this Monday morning, even though it's snowy and continuing on throughout this week, it's going to be super cold. I want us to feel Colorado. Oh, yeah. My bad. Yeah. 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 Wherever you're at, so whatever weather that you have. Right. Um, don't let anything be an excuse for us to not live the word of God. Right. It is here for us as a tool. And it's also here so that we know how to live this life. Right. We don't have the answers. God has the answers because he's already completed it. Going back to his sermon, it's already finished, right? Jesus on the cross says it's finished. So that means he lived his life and he, he, he's shown us what to do. And so on the cross, he's told us this. And now in the word of God, he's given us the steps on this is how you finish it as well, right? And so be encouraged uh, to continue this walk with the Lord. And please, please, please. Uh, continue to read the word of God and watch the Lord move in your life. Amen. Uh, Kenji's going to, he's ending us out with a good, good uh, analogy. Just like Kobe, Kobe shot free throws repeatedly to memorize the process. Uh, we need uh, repeatedly to read the word of God. Uh, yes, Mr. Lana, the logos. logos. The logos. Yeah. Yes, the logos. Definitely. Um, you know, I talked about that a little bit. Bree was on here, uh, you know, turned Bree into a three-point shooter. You know, Bree, uh, Bree was like, I'm trying to hit these shots. I put that elbow in place, taught her the reps to continue the shooting. You know, you're just waving away. You're just waving it away. And, <laughs> man, she started hitting three-point shots in the games. And, you know, uh, you know, those reps, amen, amen, those reps are so important. And so make sure you get your reps in this week. Um, as he said, you don't just read it, you rep it. Mm. You don't just read the word, you rep it out. You actually do it. You actually live it out. You know, you don't just read about love, love. You don't just read about forgiveness, forgive. You don't just read about worship, worship. Get in your reps, get it, get it, get it going this week. And thank you for joining us for Monday Motivation. You guys make this um, exciting because we're here just to motivate. We're here just to encourage. We're here to build you up and get you on fire for this week. <clears throat> so make sure uh, you get out uh, and about uh, this week. Man, we should and, have talked about the spiritual fat. Man, <laughs> oh, we, we didn't have time for that. Oh I'm my telling gosh. you, there was so much in there. We didn't have time for that, man. <laughs> cutting, cutting that spiritual weight. Yeah. Oh, man, we didn't have time for that, man. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, man, <laughs> let's keep it going. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. Um, share this with somebody. Um, maybe they can watch the replay and be encouraged. If there's certain parts of this that were really encouraging to you, you can go back and comment. Amen. Ms. Jelana, have a blessed and powerful week in the Lord. May he, may, may he watch over you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace amen and we hope to i hope to looking forward to uh, uh meeting you amen. yeah amen. so if you want to yeah, yeah. she actually when we were at ccf uh that one day she was there and so she saw you but i don't think you guys got oh, okay yeah. but me 
you know, Lord willing, get to meet face to face, give her a big hug, you know. Or swing by Sheer Foundation. I'm always here. You know, they be trying to kick me uh, out. Miss Lynn and Miss Solana, <laughs> man, they, they, they original Shore Foundation, you know. They, I like they, it. They, they, they originals. Mama Lynn. From uh, in the uh, in the upstairs unit that we were in. They were upstairs the days. Origins of, of, of what we were doing. But man, God bless you all. We're going to pray for you as we pray out. Amen. Um, and uh, enjoy your day. Yeah. Yep. Amen. All right. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this morning. Father, we thank you for this this word that you've uh, placed in the pastor's heart and, and my heart, Lord, to be able to give to your children, to your people, Lord. Father God, we just ask that you can continue to encourage us, continue to motivate us, Lord, throughout this day, throughout this week, Lord. Father God, we just ask that you can meet us where we're at, Lord, and in our different areas of life, Lord, in our walks, Lord. We ask that you can continue to pour in, Lord, your spirit, Lord. Continue to add to our faith, Lord, so that we can finish the race, Lord. But not just finish, just to last, Lord. Not to, not for us to just, uh, just try to stay in the race, Lord, but to give us the encouragement, Lord, and ambition to win this race, Lord. So that we can be an example to others on how to win and finish the race, Lord. Father God, we just ask for your your hearts, Lord. Your heart that uh, continues to love, Lord, in, the, in spite of, Lord. That continues to endure in spite of the circumstances that, that may happen to us, Lord. We just ask that we can have the same heart, Lord. So that we can love our neighbors, Lord. Love around us, Lord. Love ourselves. Continuing to be persistent. And to show your character in us and through us, Lord. Father God, we just ask for endurance as we may be going on throughout our weeks. We we may have things, important things that may be coming up or just regular routine things. But we just ask for the endurance, Lord, the perseverance to continue to push through. Through our daily lives, Lord, through things that may come up, Lord. Remind us that we are already strengthened in Christ, Lord. Remind us that you've already provided the ways and the and the tools and the strength that we need, Lord, to get through any and every obstacle, Lord. For Father, you are already the author and the finisher of, of the things that we are even walking into, Lord. So we just ask that you can guide us, Lord, to your will, to your conclusion, Lord, not to ours, Lord. We ask for uh, safety and protection of those who are, are in circumstances, Lord, and um, we just ask that you can guide them through the storms that they are present in. Uh, Father God, we just ask for your uh, covering over uh, your children throughout this week, Lord, allowing us to do the things that we are set to do, Lord, and that you have called us to do. And we just ask that we can do it in full. And Father God, we just ask for uh, uh, your extended blessing, Lord, for those who are receiving your word this morning, Lord, and who will continue to receive your word throughout this week, Lord. We ask that you can bless them, Lord, and allow them to feel encouraged to, to understand your word and to rep your word, Lord. Put it into practice, Lord, and to perform your word out in their lives, Lord, and to share it with others, Lord, whether it's these streams, Lord, or the word that you're specifically speaking to them about, Lord. We just ask that you can encourage them to share that with others, Lord. So it's not just one 
source, Lord, not just one way that they are receiving this uh, information, Lord, but they are sharing the same source, which is you, Jesus, uh, the sharing the source with others, Lord, so that we can be able to grow the body and allow us to be present with each other, with this world, Lord, and be an example. So, Father God, we ask all these things in the name of Jesus, and we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Uh, again, like I said, shoot this out, share this with anybody. And um, recently I saw, amen, 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 yes, amen, amen. yes, uh, I saw that um, you can support these streams, whether on Shore Foundation's page or on my page, by just clicking, there's an icon where you can send stars. And what stars do is they help to push these uh, streams and stuff out farther. And it gives you an opportunity to kind of give back. And so if you see that icon of our stuff, click it, throw 100, 200 stars. It's, I think like 100 stars is like a dollar. <laughs> You're actually, but it's a lot of stars. And what it does is that it says that there are people watching and supporting. And so if you get an opportunity, shoot some stars. Let, you know, let us know that you've been watching um, and that you're a part. Make sure you follow. I know the Sure Foundation page. You can you can still sign up for a friend. You can uh, do a friend request on my page. I think I'm over the limit. So all you can do is follow. <laughs> so click on follow or like because I think uh, I can't I can't even take any more. He's famous. Friends. I'm not famous. Jesus is famous. I'm, I'm, I'm not famous. But we love you guys. Uh, stay safe. Stay warm. Enjoy your day. Happy uh, MLK Day. God bless you. Till next time. Stay safe, though. Those who are at the uh, parade, because I know it's cold. Yes. People be crashing when the roads are bad. So. Yeah. God bless you.